Alamapa friends, welcome to Scattering Angels on this ninth day of splendor, the year 176 of the Badi calendar, March 29th, 2019. The passage I've selected to read to you today is from Baha'i World Faith. It's by Baha'u'llah. It is on page 129 through 134. I'm sorry, 133. The title of it is Establish Unity. The voice of the divine herald proceeding out of the throne of God declareth, O ye my loved ones, suffer not the hem of my sacred vesture to be smirched and mired with the things of this world, and follow not the promptings of your evil and corrupt desires. The day star of divine revelation that shineth in the plenitude of its glory in the heaven of this prison beareth me witness. They whose hearts are turned towards him who is the object of the adoration of the entire creation must needs in this day pass beyond and be sanctified from all created things, visible and invisible. If they arise to teach my cause, they must let the breath of him who is the unconstrained stir them and must spread it abroad on the earth with high resolve, with minds that are wholly centered in him, and with hearts that are completely detached from and independent of all things, and with souls that are sanctified from the world and its vanities. It behooveth them to choose as the best provision for their journey reliance upon God, and to clothe themselves with the love of their Lord, the Most Exalted, the All-Glorious. If they do so, their words shall influence their hearers. How great, how very great, the gulf that separateth us from them, who in this day are occupied with their evil passions, and have set their hopes on the things of the earth and its fleeting glory. Many a time hath the court of the All-Merciful been to outward seeming so denuded of the riches of this world, that they who lived in close association with him suffered from dire want. Despite their sufferings, the pen of the Most High hath at no time been willing to refer, nor even to make the slightest allusion to the things that pertain to this world and its treasures. And if at any time any gift were presented to him, that gift was accepted as a token of his grace unto him that offered it. Should it ever please us to appropriate to our own use all the treasures of the earth, to none is given the right to question our authority or to challenge our right, it would be impossible to conceive any act more contemptible than soliciting in the name of the one true God the riches which men possess. It is incumbent upon thee and upon the followers of him who is the eternal truth to summon all men to whatsoever shall sanctify them from all attachment to the things of the earth and purge them from its defilements, that the sweet smell of, of the raiment of the all-glorious may be smelled from all them that love him. They who are possessed of riches, however, must have the utmost regard for the poor, for great is the honor destined by God for those poor who are steadfast in patience. By my life there is no honor except what God may please to bestow that can compare to this honor. Great is the blessedness awaiting the poor that endure patiently and conceal their sufferings, and well is it with the rich who bestow their riches on the needy and prefer them before themselves. 
Please God, the poor may exert themselves and strive to earn the means of livelihood. This is a duty which in this most great revelation hath been prescribed unto every one, and is accounted in the sight of God as a goodly deed. Whoso observeth this duty, the help of the invisible one shall most certainly aid him. He can enrich through his grace whomsoever he pleases. He verily hath power over all things. Tell, O Ali, the loved ones of God, that equity is the most fundamental upon among human virtues. The evaluation of all things must needs depend upon it. Ponder a while on the woes and afflictions which this prisoner has sustained. I have all the days of my life been at the mercy of mine enemies, and have suffered each day in the path of the love of God a fresh tribulation. I have patiently endured until the fame of the cause of God was spread abroad on the earth. If any one should now arise, and prompted by the vain imaginations his heart hath devised, endeavor openly or in secret to sow the seeds of dissension amongst men, can such a man be said to have acted with equity? No, by him whose might extendeth over all things. By my life, mine heart groaneth, and mine eyes weep sore for the cause of God, and for them that understand not what they say and imagine what they cannot comprehend. It beseemeth all men in this day to take firm hold on the most great name and to establish the unity of all mankind. There is no place to flee to, no refuge that any one can seek except him. Should any man be led to utter such words as will turn away the people from the shores of God's limitless ocean and cause them to fix their hearts on anything except this glorious and manifest being that has assumed a form subject to human limitations. Such a man, however lofty the station he may occupy, shall be denounced by the entire creation as one that hath deprived himself of the sweet savors of the all-merciful." Say, observe equity in your judgment, ye men of understanding heart. He that is unjust in his judgment is destitute of the characteristics that distinguish man's station. He who is the eternal truth knoweth well what the breasts of men conceal. His long forbearance hath emboldened his creatures, for not until the appointed time is come will he render any veil asunder. His surpassing mercy hath restrained the fury of his wrath, and caused most people to imagine that the one true God is unaware of the things that have pri privily committed. By him who is the all-knowing, the all-informed, the mirror of his knowledge reflecteth, with complete distinctness, precision, and fidelity, the doings of all men. Say praise be to thee, O concealer of the sins of the weak and helpless, Magnified be thy name, O thou that forgivest the heedless ones that trespass against thee. We have forbidden men to walk after the imaginations of their hearts, that they may be enabled to recognize him who is the sovereign source and object of all knowledge, and may acknowledge whatsoever he may be pleased to reveal. Witness how they have entangled themselves with their idle fancies and vain imaginations. By my life they are themselves the victim of what their own hearts have devised, and yet they perceive it not. Vain and prof profitless is the talk of their lips, and yet they understand not. We beseech God, 
that he may graciously vouchsafe his grace unto all men, and enable them to attain the knowledge of him and of themselves. By my life, whoso hath known him shall soar in the immensity of his love, and shall be detached from the world and all that is therein. Nothing on earth shall deflect him from his course, how much less they who, prompted by their vain imaginations, speak those things which God hath forbidden. Say, this is the day when every ear must needs be attentive to his voice. Hearken ye to the call of this wronged one, and magnify ye the name of the one true God, and adorn yourselves with the ornament of his remembrance, and illumine your hearts with the light of his love. This is the key that unlocketh the hearts of men, the burnish that shall cleanse the souls of all beings. He that is careless of what hath poured out from the finger of the will of God liveth in manifest error. Amity and rectitude of conduct, rather than dissension and mischief, are the marks of true faith. Proclaim unto men that he who speaketh the truth and is the bearer of the trust of God hath bidden thee observe. My glory be with thee, O thou that callest upon my name, whose eyes are directed towards my court and whose tongue uttereth the praise of thy Lord, the Beneficent. And I'm going to continue our reading of the hidden words of Baha'u'llah. I'm going to read the 19th hidden word from the Persian. O my friends, have ye forgotten that true and radiant morn? when in those hallowed and blessed surroundings ye were all gathered in my presence beneath the shade of the tree of life, which is planted in the all-glorious paradise. Awestruck ye listened as I gave utterance to these three most holy words. O friends, prefer not your will to mine. Never desire that which I have not desired for you, and approach me not with lifeless hearts defiled with worldly desires and cravings. Would ye but sanctify your souls, ye would at this present hour recall that place and those surroundings, and the truth of my utterance should be made evident unto all of you. And I'd like to close with a prayer today. It's on page 234 of the Baha'i Prayer Book under the heading of Unity, and it was written by Abdu'l-Baha. O Lord, Unite and bind together the hearts, join in accord all the souls, and exhilarate the spirits through the signs of thy sanctity and oneness. O Lord, make these faces radiant through the light of thy oneness. Strengthen the loins of thy servants in the service of thy kingdom. O Lord, thou possessor of infinite mercy, O Lord of forgiveness and pardon, forgive our sins, pardon our shortcomings, and cause us to turn to the kingdom of thy clemency, invoking the kingdom of might and power, humble at thy shrine and submissive before the glory of thine evidences. O Lord God, make us as waves of the sea, as flowers of the garden, united, agreed to the bounty of thy love. O Lord, dilate the breast to the signs of thy oneness, and make all mine, mankind as stars shining from the same height of glory as perfect fruits growing upon thy tree of life. Verily, thou art the Almighty, the self-subsistent, the giver, the forgiving, the pardoner, the omniscient, the one creator. 
Abdul Baha. Thank you for joining me today at Scattering Angels, and I hope you'll tune in next time. And I hope you enjoy this gorgeous spring day that we're all having. Thanks again.